0: You know what, wonder is, uh, here's the definition of wonder. It's a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar. Something you can't explain. It's also something that would cause you to marvel. You see, if you've lost the wonder, if you lost the marvel of even the, Christ, the Christmas story, if you've lost that, then you're probably not walking with the Lord the way you ought to be walking with him. You hearing me? If all this season has been about and you, you might have a sign on your door that says, Jesus is the reason for the season, but that's about as far as it goes. If, if that's it, and if you're not marveling, you know, people go to such great expense to put up a tremendous light show in front of their house. And I just go by and go, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Like, I've got two crosses in my yard. People go by and a manger scene. I'm not saying I'm more religious than anybody, but I just say this is what we're celebrating. This is what we're celebrating. So uh, don't feel bad if you don't have a cross. You can go home and put one up this afternoon. Yeah. All right, yeah, I do have Jesus over the porch in multicolored lights and an angel on the, on the chimney. It's not overdone, though. It's very tasteful. Where's Jason and Tamara? Are y'all here? Y'all went by last night, didn't you? Give me a, is it a five star for what? Six and a half, okay. What else could he say? I mean, yeah, with the cross, is at 10? Now, today I'm going to preach on to engage. So to engage means to occupy, to attract, or involve someone's interest or attention, to participate or become involved in. So you have a choice if you're going to get engaged with 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 this season as God meant it, or you can get engaged with this season as the world meant it, as Hallmark meant it, or whoever else, or the Target, or Walmart, or whoever else is selling all the toys. Okay, you can get engaged in that way. I'm not saying it's bad to buy gifts because we buy gifts. We want to bless our our kids and our grandkids. But if you don't understand, if you don't tell them why we give gifts, then they're just going to think, this is cool. We give gifts uh, every year in December. You need to tell them what it's about. So I wanted this message just to engage you with the season, to engage you with Christmas, to engage you with the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and all that was going on that day. You know, God could have set things in motion. He could have and some people actually like believe he did this but the bible serve says differently many you know god could have created adam and eve and set them in the garden and said okay i've given you your own mind your own will your own emotions your own soul and you go and do the best you can he could have done that couldn't he but he didn't do that he chose to be engaged with humanity The humans that he created, he chose to engage with us. I want to show you a scripture in Genesis 3, verse 8 and 9. And they, this was Adam and Eve, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. This is because they already had sinned. Uh, Lord God, among the trees of the garden, and the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Boy, don't you know that that was a tough one. Where are you? After they know, they knew that they had done the wrong thing. And then you think, I always used to think, well, how does it look? How does God walk through the garden? You ever think about that? You know how he walked through the garden? As Jesus. Did you understand that? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they've been here since before time began. And we have references of Jesus showing up all through the Old Testament. I believe that because nobody has seen the Father, right? Holy Spirit is basically invisible. So Jesus was walking through the garden. He had conversations with him. It, it implies here that he'd walk through the garden many times and talk to them. Wouldn't that be cool? And just walking through the garden. Hey, Adam and Eve. But he knew this day was different. And yet he, cho- he chooses and he, he chose and he chooses today to engage with you and me. He still wants this kind of relationship with you and me. And we just think, oh, well, that was back then, and God doesn't walk through the garden anymore. He doesn't talk to me. He does. How many of you know that God still speaks? Not just His Word. I understand that, and we're going to see that today in a really profound way. But He speaks to us through so many ways, and He speaks to us sometimes audibly, sometimes just a still small voice through visions and dreams and through nature. He speaks to us all the time. He's wanting to engage you. Yeah, how many of you seen these beautiful sunsets recently, or the sunrises? Some of you get up that early. You see sunrises. You just go look at it. And if you look at that and go, "Wow, that's pretty," or if, "Man, you, you should look at that." And say, "God, why well, you painted a beautiful, you painted a beautiful sky today?" He wants to engage us in every area of our life, all of our senses. I mean, when I smell cinnamon rolls, I think of God. Whoo! Because He gave us these senses gave us this taste buds. I mean, listen, God, Well, God is good. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> so from the very beginning, he's engaged mankind. But now he's going to engage mankind in a totally different way by sending his only son to earth to live for 33 years, approximately 33 years on earth. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version today. You read from other versions and this kind of messes it up, you know. I learned it from the King James Version. I had to, I had to uh, memorize this for us. Uh, get this, sixth grade school play. We did the nativity. You think that'll happen today? Only in a Christian school. But I got to learn it and proclaim it to all these kiddos. Well, they were my peers. <laughs> One through three. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This this census first took place while Quirinius, don't think that was tough for a sixth grader, was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. (laughs) I love that video. Because he was the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. First thing I want you to see is we need to engage in God's plan for our life. Okay, God is good at setting things up. Anybody know that God sets things up in your life all the time? We don't even see that he's doing these setups, but he's always setting things up like, you know, when the prophecy was that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, well, Mary and Joseph didn't live in Bethlehem, right? But God had a plan there's going to be a census taken. And this governor's got to call a census. And he's going to make a way for you, Joseph, and you, Mary, to come to Bethlehem because that's where the prophecy says you, my son, would be born. So if you don't think God can move things around and shape things and set things up for you, you're, you're, you're mistaken. How many of you don't ever have a clue sometimes? You walk into something and you look back on it and say, man, I see God in all those things. But at the time, did you see it? See, Mary and Joseph, well, I guess we got to go to Bethlehem. were not planning on it. You know, that costs a little bit of money to, to, to travel there, and then we got to get a hotel room, all this stuff. And so, Mary, but we got to go because if we don't, we're breaking the law. So they, they, they loaded up and they took off to Bethlehem from Nazareth. Many times when we don't engage in God's plan and we don't cooperate with God's plan, that's what it means to engage. To participate, become involved in, we are going to miss blessing upon blessing. That's true. If you, if God's got a plan for you and you circumvent his plan, you think you got a better plan than God, which is really weird thinking. But if you think, you know, if when we circumvent his plan, we're going to miss the blessings. You know, a lot of people, well, the prophecy didn't come true in my life. What well, did you partner with it? Did you participate with it? So we're called to engage in God's plan. Verse six, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her, Mary, to be delivered, Jesus. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling, the King James says clothes. So that's why I learned it, but it's cloths in this one. Wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. In the (laughs) end, in the end, in the end. Engaging is sometimes risky, but it's worth it. Engaging is sometimes risky, but it's worth it. Think of the innkeeper. What's his name? Somebody tell me the name of the innkeeper. It's in there, isn't it? Why not? Can you imagine when he found out what he found out? Man! came to my door, she was carrying the baby, the Messiah was right there and I missed it, oh my goodness well, wouldn't, what was I thinking well if it's gonna be it's going to be uh, uncomfortable for you, you're going to have to move some people around, listen, if he would have known, if the innkeeper would have known that the Messiah was within Mary she was pregnant, she was big and they're walking up to his door, if he would have known, he would have cleared out the whole floor of the hotel room wouldn't he you know why? Because later on in life, you say, hey, you know who was born in my hotel? <laughs> Messiah, born in my hotel. Oh, man. I got a whole floor named after him, the Jesus floor. I want to change the name of the hotel, I think. Think about this. Think about it. What I'm saying is if you're not willing to engage in in Christ and his plan for your life, you may miss something so important, so historical. You know, the woman that, 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 bathed, that shed her tears on Jesus and wiped their feet with, uh, his, his feet with her hair and she poured out the alabaster. said, this is going to be told from, from now on. From now on. From now on, that's going to be told about her. Well, this innkeeper gets it. It's told about him from now on and, and now on. And now on how he said no to Jesus. How many times have we said, oh, there's an opportunity to minister. But this is not the right time. My plate is full. My calendar is full. I got too much to do. I can't tell somebody about Jesus at Christmas because I got shopping to do. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, when God calls you to do something, you say, no, you're going to miss a blessing. Engaging is sometimes risky, but it's worth it. Verse 8. Excuse me. Anybody ever been dehydrated? It's not good. <laughs> Drink plenty of water. Luke 8, 2, verse 8. Now they're in the same country. Oh, this is so good. Because we've already covered Zacharias and Elizabeth. Mary and Joseph, we covered the wise men. This is the last of the famous group. Now they were in this country, same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, minding their own business. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. See, that's the King James Version, which shall be to all people which will be to all people. For there's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is who? Christ the Lord, Messiah. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. The next thing I want you to see is that God engaged shepherds. Shepherds were not well thought of. They were kind of a lower class job. They were probably not minimum wage. They were probably a little bit, a bit above minimum wage. But they were just they were just out there doing their job. You ever been just doing your job and Jesus shows up? Isn't that cool when Jesus shows up when you're at the job? Unless you're doing something you shouldn't do. <laughs> and he shows up, put that back. <laughs> that does not belong to you. That stapler belongs to the company. I see some of you have stolen staplers. It's thievery. God engaged shepherds. Why shepherds? Why didn't he go to Jerusalem? Why didn't he go to the Pharisees? Why didn't he go to the temple, Kristen? Why didn't he, this would have be been a, a natural place for him to go because they knew the word. They knew the prophecy, right? I think I'll go into No, he didn't. He went to shepherds. He didn't go with just one because he needed, he needed witnesses. You know, he needed witnesses. So it's plural, shepherds. We don't have any shepherds. We don't have any wise men, but we always go with three. I don't know why. But there were shepherds. i got to tell you something really cool about shepherds. These shepherds were special shepherds. Did y'all know that? Not just because Jesus showed up. I'm going to tell you why they were special shepherds. I'm going I'm I'm to qualify that and say more than likely these were special shepherds. Okay? These more than likely were Bethlehem's keepers of the temple flock. Okay? These men protected and cared for the lambs that were going to be used in temple sacrifice. These shepherds that night were possibly near Bethlehem at Migdal Eder, which means the watchtower of the flock. And this would fulfill two prophecies in Micah 5 too, But you, Bethlehem Ephrath, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting. That's a good verse, Micah 4, 8. And you, O tower of the flock, Migdal Eder, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come. Even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. Now you see this tower, and I started to show you some pictures of towers, but it's, it, it, they were pretty crude-looking towers. But more than likely, the shepherds at not went up to the upper level of the tower so they could look out and watch their flocks, Okay. But guess what was taking place down below in the fir- on the first floor? That's where they selected the most beautiful lam- uh, ewes to have these baby lambs that were perfect. Think about this now. You know what they did when they birthed a new lamb that was perfect? Anybody have a clue? They wrapped that lamb in strips of cloth, and they laid that lamb in a manger so that lamb would not be blemished, so that lamb would not break a bone, so that lamb would be the perfect sacrifice. There should be a collective, oh. Listen, studying the word of God is not boring. Dig in, dig in. Prophecy's coming true. So when the angel said, you will find a babe or a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger, Think about these shepherds knowing what they knew, hearing that message, maybe a little different than we thought, huh? Oh, wow, wow, we, 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 yeah, we know it's been prophesied. We're keeping these lambs ready for for the temple, but we've been told that the Lamb of God was coming. We, we've been told it was going to happen in be- it's, we get to be a part of that we get to, we get we get to experience that. Man, what about the wonder of that night when the angel showed up, the glory of God showed up. Woo! Imagine the thoughts racing through their minds, the prophecies, the stories that have been passed down. You know, sometimes when really good things happen to us, you know, our first response is, are you sure you got the right person? I mean, if somebody came to your door tomorrow and they had one of those big clearinghouse checks, (laughs) Uh, You sure? I mean, look at that again, that million-dollar check. I would take the monthly stipend for life. The glory of the Lord, the doxa. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. God's called us to engage His glory. Well, that was cool back then, 2,000 years ago, Pastor, but what do you mean engage His glory? That means to come into His presence. That means to have that awe and that wonder when you walk into to his presence, wherever that is, if, if it's in your house and when you're, when you're worshiping God, or if it's in the house of God and you're worshiping God, or it's in a moment of your life when you cry out to God and things are if, if he doesn't show up, everything is going to pot. Everything is going to hell. if he doesn't show up, and the glory of God shows up, and you know it when he shows up. It's magnificent. It's his majesty. It's his presence. These shepherds had this experience of their lives. This amazing glory. The good news that came in such an extreme fashion. I don't think you could have ever talked those shepherds out of what happened. You think? Ah! What, y'all drinking that night? What? Y'all must have been high. No! Seriously? You tell ta- angels? In the sky? They started, That's what we do when people tell us something magnificent happened in the life. God showed up. Really? Seriously? Man, your testimony is your testimony. God didn't always come and give it to three of us at a time or five of us at a time. Sometimes just you and him, me and him. He gives us revelation. Verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Eh, that wasn't real. Let's just stay here and chill. That's what some people say. That wasn't real. I didn't feel a thing. No, it's not what my Bible says. They said to one another, let's now go to Bethlehem. See this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. Engaging God's revelation. This is another one of those verses that is really super cool if you study it. It is really cool. I want to read it from you to you from the Passion Translation, that verse 15. See if you see the difference. When the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go, let's hurry and find this word, capital W, That is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. What's different there? In the new King James, it says, let's see this thing. The passion, it says, let's see the word. You want to know which one's more accurate? The word. Because I looked it up in the new King James, I looked it up in the King James, I looked it up in the Greek. And the word for thing, now who translated that? I'm sure they worked hard. But the word for thing is the, is the word in the Greek is rhema. Yeah, that's a whoa. The word is rhema. The living word. The come alive word. The, the word that speaks to us. And so the living word is here. The word is here. The living word is here. Man, if you don't, That'll just get you excited about the Word of God. John 1, 14, And the Word, listen, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word, Word, there is Rama. So you think when you read the Word that you're just reading a bunch of stories, you're just reading a devotional, you're reading some of it, the pastor said we need to read the Word and you just open it and you do the oh, I just, wherever it falls open, I'm going to read it and then I gotta, I've done my duty and I'm going to go. No, because God's Word is alive. His, His, His Word is living, it's breathing. And when you read His Word, look for the living Word to jump off the page and jump all over you. The living Word, the rhema Word. You see, I'm an angel. Did y'all know I'm an angel? The, the definition for angel is a messenger. And behold, I bring you good tidings. You know what good tidings is? It's the gospel. That's what it means. Good tidings is good news, gospel. Yeah, I've got a, they've named me. My name is Harold. Harold, hark the Harold Angel sing. I bet you don't have your name like that. They misspelled it, but hey. See, you're angels. When you go and tell the good news, you're a messenger of God. Lynn, when you go in to that facility, you're an angel. When you go into a store and you bring the presence of God with you and you share the love of Christ with somebody, you're an angel. You're a messenger of God. We're all messengers of God. We're all ambassadors of God. We're all representatives of God. Some of you rep rep him good. Some of you don't rep him so good. true i mean i haven't always represented him as good as i could or as i should i get impatient when the lines long and everybody has a price check i historically picked the long line i don't know why i just do you say curse (laughs) On the night outside of Bethlehem, the revelation of Messiah was given to these shepherds. Today, the revelation of Messiah, Savior, is given to you. When you first received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, a rhema word got you. It wasn't a dead word. It was a rhema word, a living word, when Jesus said, I died for you. I died for you, I died for you, I died for you, I died for you. It's a rainbow word. And it was the first time that you understood it. That's what the revelation is. Because you may hear the gospel story a hundred times, and on the 101 you go, oh, wow, he died for me. He rose for me. He lives for me. And he wants me to live for him. You understand what I'm saying? You may leave here today and, and the, the word may not be a rainbow word. You may go out here and, well, I've heard that Christmas story so many times. I'm just sick of it. I'm tired of it. Look, listen, it's not the living word to you then. This is the living word. What we're putting on the screen is the living word. If it could jump off the screen, it would. It would jump on you. Well, I wish we could do that one. <laughs> Technology wise. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That'd be cool. Hydrate, hydrate. Okay, we're almost through. And they came with haste, verse 16. And found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. What was that saying? I bring you good tidings of great joy. The angels brought the gospel. And all those who heard it, verse 18, marveled. Say marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. There's a lot of wonder in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Last thing I want you to see this morning is we're called to engage the world. We are called, we say, I'm a shepherd. I know the good news, the good news. And, I'm and I'm supposed to proclaim it. Some of you didn't say you're a shepherd. Let's do it again. I'm a shepherd. I'm a shepherd. I, know I know the good news, and I'm supposed to proclaim it. To proclaim it. Amen. Amen. Don't you just wish... I mean, That's one of the things I want to ask God when I get to heaven. I want to see the video. I want to see the real video. I don't think that's too much to ask you. God, I would like to see their lives. How, how it actually looked after they left the manger? What, how, did, how did their life live out? I mean, did they end up in the upper room? I don't know. I'd like to know. All, did Zacchaeus end up in the upper room? Who ended up in the upper room? We don't know all of them. It's, we know a few of them. But were these shepherds there? Because they were there that day. Could have been, they could have, they could have made it to the upper room. We just don't know. But I'm gonna tell you something. When Jesus comes alive in you, the revealed word comes alive in you, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you. You can't, just like Paul, I can't help but tell the things that I've seen and heard. You can't help it? Blah! Come back from the youth camp, you just got saved for the first time. You know, you know, 12 times I got saved at the youth camp. <laughs> No, you, got, you get saved, you get on fire for Jesus, and you, you can't help but tell people about what's taking place in your life. The change has taken place. Say, and I challenge people, if God has come in, and the living word has come in and captured you, you can't shut up about him. I mean, you, you can even try, but you can't. He's called us to engage the world with the message of hope. We are the only people that have the message of hope. Christians are. Did y'all know that? We are the only people that have the really good news. Christians. We are the only people that have eternal news that is good. Christians. Shouldn't our lives, the way God has affected our lives, cause other people to marvel? Man, I marvel. I I know people. I've seen God take them from the lowest of the lows, the worst of the worst, and take them up and just clean them off and bring them to a place of restoration and beauty and purity and loving and goodness. I mean, just you go, wow, God, I marvel at what you do. I marvel at what you can do. I marvel at how you can change a life, a life that was so bad that you made it so good. Because of your power, your grace, your love, your mercy. During this season, we engage with a lot of things. We all do. But I'm going to challenge you this season to engage with the one that really matters the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's calling you this morning, he's brought the good news to you by a messenger. And He's calling you from darkness to light. He's calling you out of the, the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love, the Bible says. Would you stand? Ministry team, could I have you guys get ready? While they're coming, I just want to encourage you, if you can, to come tomorrow night at uh, 5 o'clock. Try to get here early. Uh, Well, usually it's packed out these three sections, but if you plan on coming, we might have to open up another section, but just come, just relax in the presence of God. Really, I guess that's a good way to say that this this service is tomorrow night. You're just going to come and just experience his presence. No preaching, just the beautiful word of God through song and through word and through his word that will really, really bless you. Bring your kids. We're going to light candles. We're going to hold our candles up. and Because we are called Engage the World. It's going to be more than a, pl- a candle in our hand. It's going to be that we are the candle. We are the light. We should shine brightly for the King. Cause people to marvel. So would you bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, well, it's a pretty simple message. And I thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. It's not complicated, and it's for everyone. It's for wise men and kings, and it's for shepherds. It's for the homeless and the rich. It's for those that are struggling, and it's for those who aren't struggling. Your gospel is for everybody. It's a gospel of peace. But more than anything, it's for the gospel of salvation. It's a gospel of salvation. The greatest miracle. You want a Christmas miracle? You don't know Jesus? Come to know Him today. You'll have a Christmas miracle. You're going to be resurrected from a dead person to a live person. If the live word struck you today like an arrow. If the dart went out of love today by the word of God. and You've been in darkness but that light has come. I want to ask you to step up and come see one of these people at the front or one of the people at the back. We're going to do it right now before we even pray. I'm going to ask you to step out. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, may this be the most awesome, wonderful, fabulous Christmas you've ever experienced. Step out and come. We want to pray for you. Step out and come. Step out and come. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Jesus is calling you today. The message has gone out. The living word has gone out. Receive his word. Reveal the word today. In Jesus' name. Step out and come. If you can keep from moving around too much and walking out, I would appreciate that. As these people are making the best, the biggest decision of their life. Just step out and come. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Step out and come. We're just gonna wait a minute. I Always wonder, you know, this should be the easiest decision anybody ever makes. I, like run up here. Let's get up here. I want I don't I I don't wanna die and be eternally lost. I wanna be I wanna be eternally saved. I want to go to heaven. I mean the options are pretty easy. It's not really difficult. Heaven or hell, which one do you rather have? Burning or eternal bliss? <laughs> I choose heaven that's why jesus came so you could have heaven you could not earn it you, you could not you won't deserve it but he came that you might have it anybody else we want to pray for you quickly Thank you. Jesus. we have a baptism so i don't want you to leave we had somebody that came got saved and said i don't have any clothes to change into so we'll make a way for you we, we'll put the shepherd's robe on you back there <laughs> we've done that before if you need prayer for anything else this morning, we want to pray for you. How many of you have been to the altar for prayer before? Raise your hands. You've been up, you've been to some church. You've went up for prayer. Okay. So that may be, if you've never been, that make you feel better. Okay? You want If you need prayer this morning, we want to pray for you. We have couples up here. We have ladies. We have gentlemen that will pray for you. They'll take you to a prayer room so we can hear you and talk with you and share with you and bless you. If you need prayer this morning, we invite you to come. We want to pray for you. rest of you may be seated prepare for a baptism